want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called spotify for podcasters and here's how it works spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer so no matter what your setup is like you can start creating today then you can distribute your podcast to spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard video podcasts are also available on spotify and when you want to take conversations with your family to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. When you don't know where you're going, you're just going to drive aimlessly. Same thing happens in a relationship. When you don't have, I would say like high standards, you're going to settle for literally anything. For a while, that was me. I was recently single and I was totally okay with whatever was thrown my way. That did so much damage. My reason of being single is very much just because I've got work to do. And I don't think that there's anything that anyone else could do for me that would make the relationship that I have with myself better. That's like stuff that I need to do by myself. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to 8020. My name is Lily. I'm your host. If you are not watching on video, you definitely should. This is the second video podcast of well, like the entirety of 8020 being a thing, but specifically of season seven. I went like really into detail about adding video to the podcast on last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you definitely should go back and listen. And in that episode, I talk about like my video setup and how you can watch and where you can watch and all that stuff. But if you're watching this right now, you obviously know you can watch on Spotify. I was highly considering adding it to YouTube and I still might. I'm kind of up in the air about it though, because I had a couple technical difficulties with adding it to YouTube and I just wasn't, I don't know. I just like didn't really have the energy to deal with it, to be honest. So I think eventually it'll be on YouTube. For now, it's on Spotify. Even when I'm posting this, it might be available on YouTube. I don't really know, but go follow me on Instagram. That's probably like the best place to get the quickest updates as to what's going on in the entirety of this podcast, this show, my life. But yeah, if you're not watching it, you definitely should. It's just kind of fun. I feel like I'm back in my OG YouTube days. It's so weird how podcasting kind of like started as just audio and then now it's video too. To me, it's so weird and I feel like I'm like defaulting to factory settings, but it's still kind of fun. So watch the video. It's exciting. It's fun. I actually had to like put on makeup to record this podcast episode. Normally I literally record in my pajamas like at night and stuff. And so actually doing this during the day, I mean, it's not really the day right now. Let's actually check the time. It's okay. It's 6.45 PM. Nonetheless, it's super exciting. It's fun. It's more professional. It's cool. So 8020s on video. If you missed the memo, that's what's new. That's what's up. In last week's episode, we did tons of like administrative updates and talking about things. So I just feel like we can dive right into the topic today in this episode, which is a good one one that I am very passionate about lately and one that I think a lot of people will 
enjoy just hearing a different perspective on. I think our society as a whole kind of it doesn't really let us embrace being single. Like as women, I always feel like society kind of puts a pressure on us to date or participate in hookup culture or always be talking to someone or have a roster. Within the past couple months, I've really done kind of a deep dive into what is serving me versus what is no longer serving me. And I have come to the conclusion that being in a season of singleness is very, very beneficial to me right now. So we're going to get into all of those things and kind of like how I came to that conclusion. And then I'm going to give you guys a couple steps you can take to really embrace the season of being single. I have some hot takes on dating, hookup culture, talking, etc. And I will just be the first to admit that I am not perfect. I've got some stories for another day. We'll just kind of leave it at that. But I've definitely um, participated in my first share of like, you know, the roster and talking to, I'm not saying that like I'm like boy crazy, but you know, I'm not perfect. I'm literally a 20 something girl and it's fun to flirt. No doubt about it. But at the present moment, I've made a decision that I'm not really interested in engaging in initiating new relationships. I was sitting outside today and I had a completely different topic planned for today's episode and I was doing some meditation and I was just kind of like thinking about, you know, just doing the thing that I do when I'm overthinking and I'm kind of just going into like all the little decisions that have brought me to this very moment. And I do that a little bit too frequently, but I really heard like a little notification or like a God wink. And it was like, just talk about being single. Like I had this whole episode planned on something completely, completely different. And I was like, okay, but what about being single? Like just talk about being single. Like that just seems so that seems so broad. Like what about being single? And then I realized the work that I've been doing, you guys know it's healing girl summer. I feel like I'm beating the, I'm beating the dead horse saying that, that it's healing girl summer, but a big portion of my healing journey has been accepting the fact that I need to be alone right now because there's things that I need to work on. And I don't really, I can't bring anyone else into that bubble, that sphere, because first off, I need to protect myself. I need to protect my heart, protect my peace. Second off, I can't give someone energy that they deserve if I need to work on myself. So like I said this morning, I had a different episode planned. I was kind of going through my notes and then I was like, then I got this notification and it was like, talk about being single. So here we go. I'm gonna talk about being single. It's kind of vulnerable. I might end up sharing a couple stories that I didn't think would make it on the internet. Actually, those might be for another day. We'll just kind of see what comes out. I feel like when I start talking, I end up sharing more than I originally planned to share, which is totally fine. So long story short, I ended up taking like a ton of notes. So I might be referring to my phone a little bit throughout this episode. I feel like this episode could apply to people in relationships as well. It's very much kind of just rooted in just like self-discovery first before you can put energy into another person. So even if you're in a relationship, that doesn't mean that you have to click away. This might be like good advice that you could pass along to a friend, or maybe you have a single friend in your life, or maybe a single sibling, or... I don't know, just someone who's kind of, I would say, struggling with being single. 8020 is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I am such a big believer in AG1. I drink it every single day. I am currently staying at my parents' house in Ocean City, and 
I walked down the stairs this morning and my mom already had my AG1 ready for me. <laughs> like I got her on the bandwagon. She knows how much I love it. And I originally gave AG1 a try because I just wanted an easier way to take supplements. And now it's just kind of integrated itself into my daily routine. And it's a healthy habit that I truly cannot go a day without doing so much so that my mom knew that I was going to wake up and take my AG1. So she had it ready for me when I walked downstairs. So sweet. Shout out mom. Ease and convenience yet sustainable are a couple things that I look for in a morning habit. And AG1 really does check all of those boxes. I'm a big believer that you should choose a morning habit that has a major benefit without a huge commitment, really just kind of like streamlining your morning routine. So why would you take a bunch of pills and supplements when you can just drink AG1? In just one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced superfoods with major benefits. I've personally seen my hair, skin, and nails become healthier. My sleep is improved. I get fewer cravings. I don't hit that afternoon slump as hard. The list of benefits truly goes on and on. If you want to take ownership over your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash 8020. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. So I was kind of spinning on this idea of struggling with being single and I started to think about how society really puts a pressure on women to find their other half or you hear people say stuff like you're my soulmate or you're my other half you complete me you're you're my puzzle piece and those things are all great and they mean well when they say those things. And that could very well be true. You know, you could find someone and you're like, oh my gosh, you are all the things that I've been missing in my life, you know, whatever. And I think that that's sweet. That's cute. That's what we all strive for in a potential partner. I kind of have two problems with that kind of framework. This like might kind of be a hot topic and I love to hear your guys' perspective on it, but I don't think that your soulmate has to be limited to one person. And we could throw around like puzzle piece, soulmate, twin flame, whatever. I think in our lifetime, we will come across people that we need in like a certain season. And maybe that is a romantic partner. Maybe it's a platonic friendship. Maybe it's a mentorship. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is for you, but you for some reason just feel like you know this person so deeply and you guys just have like an instant connection. I don't think that that's like, I don't think that that type of bond has to be limited to one person, like one potential romantic partner in like a platonic way. Does that kind of make sense? I don't even know if I'm explaining myself very well, but I think we can have many, many soulmates throughout our lives and that can come in the form of like best friends or siblings or I don't know. I saw this real the other day and it was like, your soulmate could be your dog. And I was like, that's really cute. It's like a golden retriever. And I just, I think, you know, we put so much so much pressure to find one person that like really, really gets us. But in reality, it might be our best friend. It might be our sister. It might be, you know, a friend that we knew from childhood. It might be a roommate from college. It might be someone in your sorority or in like a specific community that you're a part of. You have no idea where you can find deep platonic bonds. It doesn't necessarily have to come from a romantic partner. And so I would recommend going into any new friendship, any new relationship, you start with a foundation of friendship first. My second problem with this type of language of like, you're my puzzle piece, you complete me, you're my soulmate, is that I don't think we can be all in with someone else until we're all in with ourselves. So that kind of being said, why am I choosing 
to be single right now. I feel like that's kind of a good a good place to start. We know it's Healing Girl Summer and I am making my peace a top priority. I don't really want to put myself into a position to get hurt. This is like this is a weird toss up for me because you obviously to start new relationships, you have to put yourself out there. But I'm also in a space where I don't really want to put myself out there. I also really don't want to get into that headspace. Like when you, you know, when you start talking to someone and you kind of do the thing where you overthink every little thing, like, oh, if I text him, is it going to, am I being too clingy? If he watches my Instagram story, does that mean he's in love with me? You know, do we get the yellow heart on Snapchat? Does that mean that we're going to fall in love? Like I'm even like thinking of laughing at myself while I say these things because it sounds so stupid out loud, but in every Every girl that I've ever talked to thinks like this. And it's so crazy to me that like literally the bare minimum is taken so far. And I'm just like, why do we do this to ourselves? Like it's literally a phone. Like back in the day, like people used to have to write letters. They would come and knock on people's doors. They would leave a message on the home answering machine and their parents would hear it and it would be them inviting them on a date. And then now like boys can't even text back. And so I'm setting myself up for failure if I get into like a new potential relationship and like wonder if he's going to text me back. So once again, it's like a weird toss up because I don't want to get hurt, but I also don't want to like completely close myself off. I don't want to build like a little box around my heart and like not be able to give, you know, my be like vulnerable with people and like make new friendships. But I don't really want to like put anyone into a potential relationship box because I feel like once we enter that category, I'm setting myself up for like overthinking and then just like ruining potentially a good thing, you know? Also a little a little piece of advice. This is something that I've learned uh, within the past year or so. Um, if he's into you, you'll know it. You will know it. There won't be a question. He will call. He will text. He will talk about you to his family. He will definitely make the effort if he's interested. But if you are getting no effort whatsoever, he's not interested. And, or he might be interested for like a little bit, but he's not like really interested. Maybe he's not interested at the same level that you're interested in. I also don't think that you should chase anybody either. Like if he's not responding to your texts or if he's not you know, actively inviting you to things, it's probably not going where you want it to go. If he's only like calling at like 11, like, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so I would just say like, be very selective with where you put your energy. I know it's like so cliche, but if he wanted to, he would. And if he likes you, you'll know it. If he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I've entered into this mindset of like, I want to be friends first. And I know that we're talking a lot about boys. We'll talk about like embracing your singleness in just a second. I'm just kind of giving like a little bit of a backstory here for you guys. Um, But yeah, I've entered into this mindset of like, I want to be friends with him first. A big thing for me is worrying that I I'm bothering people. That's one of my, I wouldn't call them like a red flag, but just it's something that I do to myself. It's it's rooted in anxiety. But one thing that I do is I worry that I'm bothering people. And so I, I feel hesitant to reach out to friends and ask for favors, or I feel hesitant to reach out and ask for help because I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I'm bothering them. 
So if I'm in the process of embarking on a potential relationship, for me, I would like want to go to that person for everything, but I would feel bad for bothering them. So something that has been helpful for me is making friends and then telling those friends like, hey, like, love you. Um, Is it okay if I, and obviously like respect boundaries and stuff, but like even just be vulnerable and be like, I have a problem asking for help. Like asking for help is something that's really hard for me. So why am I going to cry? So if I call you and I need help with something, can you help me? And then if they're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like you can call me anytime. You've already set, you know, the expectation. um, And you know that you don't have to overthink calling them. Whereas if you're embarking on a new potential relationship and you tell this person, hey, you know, one of my biggest problems is that I worry that I'm a burden and I worry that I, you know, if I ask you for help, like you're going to say no and abandon me. Um, Is it okay if I call you? They're probably going to be like, we're on like a second date. Like this is weird. So for me, just to kind of like, I guess just kind of going back to like the protecting my heart thing. I don't want to have to like have that conversation with someone right now. I just, maybe I don't feel ready. I don't know. I just, I want to be able to like have people in my life. Like if you're a friend of mine, I love you. And my friends know that I say I love you before I hang up the phone. Like doesn't matter if we've hung out like four times or hung out like 400 times. If you're my friend, I love you. And for me, I've chosen to kind of like opt out of that internal battle of like, oh, am I burdening this person who I don't even really know because I want to like call them and ask them a favor or something. I don't know. This might not even come out the way that I want to. I might edit this and just be like, Lily, people are going to think that you're crazy, but there's probably someone out there who struggles to ask for help too. You guys know by now, this season of 8020 is all about healing. And part of my healing journey has definitely been healing physically too. What's really crazy is that two out of three Americans suffer from digestive issues. I am definitely one of those people. One way to help fix your gut is with fiber. Prebiotic fiber is the food source for beneficial probiotic bacteria in your gut. And each can of Olipop has nine grams of prebiotics. In addition to healing your gut, Olipop actually tastes incredible. With flavors like orange squeeze, cola, watermelon lime, lemon lime, and cherry cola, you will want to try them all. I've been sharing Olipop with all of my friends. I went to the beach this week and I brought a bunch of Olipops on the boat to the beach. My friends will quite literally walk into my apartment, grab an Olipop out of the fridge and leave. That's how much I've gotten them on the bandwagon here. My personal favorite flavor is strawberry vanilla, but don't take my word for it. You need to try it for yourself. Olipop has a sweet deal for 8020 listeners only. You can use the code 8020 for 20% off of your Olipop order at drinkolipop.com. Again, that's code 8020 for 20% off of your order at drinkolipop.com. Olipop can offer also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Kroger, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Kind of just to piggyback off of that, I need to be able to support myself first. And I'm not saying that my friends shouldn't be there for me because you can't do life alone. We're meant to live life in communities and we will get to that kind of later in this episode. But being in a relationship will not solve loneliness. And if you can't support yourself, if you can't be your own best friend, if you can't, you know, show yourself love, like all of those little cliche things, 
a relationship isn't going to fix that. And when you get to a point where you are so okay with yourself, you kind of just get into this mindset of like, I don't need to hire someone for a job that doesn't need to be filled. Eventually, once you do the inner work, which we're going to get to in just a second, the mindset kind of shifts. It kind of becomes like, oh, if someone comes into my life and they add to it and, you know, I'm this whole person on my own and, and being in a relationship is just an added, you know, great thing in my life. That's totally awesome. But that can't really happen. You can't be happy in a relationship until you're happy with yourself. My reason of being single is very much just because I've got work to do and I don't think that there's anything that anyone else could do for me that would make the relationship that I have with myself better. That's like stuff that I need to do by myself. And if I don't fix the relationship that I have with myself, then how do I expect to be a good partner in another relationship? And so, you know, I'm not saying if, you know, if, if someone walked into my life tomorrow and they seemed like the right person, I obviously wouldn't like miss the opportunity, but I also don't think that I'm not, I'm not like actively looking for a relationship and I'm just kind of letting like life come at me as it may but I would definitely say embracing a season of singleness means like deleting snapchat and really focusing on building better platonic bonds with people rather than trying to advance them into romantic relationships so next we're going to talk about four tangible action steps that you can take to embrace the season of singleness these are things that you can actually do to really be like you know what it's you know healing girl summer it's single girl summer and not single girl summer like hot girl summer, single girl summer like I'm gonna work on myself and show myself love and just like embrace being single. Um, so let's do it. Let's dive in. Step number one is to treat this season like a gift. I talk a lot about gratitude on this podcast and I definitely think that you can be fully grateful for the season that you're in. And that's all it is. It's a season, but it's a season for a reason. And there are things that you're supposed to learn during this time that you couldn't learn with someone else. I think it's so powerful when you have the space and the runway to truly learn about who you are as a person. And if you have people in your life, whether that is a romantic relationship or even platonic friendships or family members telling you who you are and kind of like writing your story for you, it's going to be really difficult to be the person that you're supposed to be. I might look in my my notes for this part because I wrote something earlier and I think that it was, it was pretty good. Um, when I broke off a three-year relationship, one that deeply, one that I deeply set my identity in, I was lost. I would describe it similarly to maybe skydiving without a parachute into the ocean without ever having been taught to swim that was horrible grammar but whatever and there are lots of sharks <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes guys and there are lots of sharks it's scary only when I accepted the season as a gift was I able to shift my perspective and be like wait it's cool to be alone I think I need to be alone but yeah I, I think that you know I was kind of just in this mindset of like oh I have to have a boyfriend I have to be in a relationship because I was so uncomfortable with myself and so uncomfortable in my own skin that being in a relationship would kind of be like putting a band-aid on a bullet hole. So how can you treat the season as a gift? How can you look at it with gratitude? Hang out with friends, travel a lot, move to a new city, um, apply for a job in like a foreign country and then move there or go there, take a class, try a hobby. I'm not saying that you can't do those things in a relationship because you most definitely can, but when you're single, you can do all of those things without consulting another person. 
And granted, in a relationship, you know, you don't have to completely consult your partner over every little decision that you make, but, you know, communication in relationships goes a long way. And if you're like, hey, you know what, I'm going to go to Europe for two weeks, I'm going to go backpacking. And your partner's like, wait, what? Like, um, I didn't know that, you know, am I going to be left with a dog? Like, I don't know how it works in your life. Or obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably single like me, but there are just other things you have, you have a little bit more. I don't want to say the word freedom because that's not the right word, but you just, you can do things without consulting another person. And, and that can be a gift within this season of being single. So step number two in embracing your singleness is to surround yourself with a community. I kind of just talked about this one a little bit. I like combined it one and two, but when you stop searching for a romantic partner, you will find so many incredible friends and I love those reels that you see on Instagram that are like I found my bridesmaids before I found my husband because it's true like I truly believe you need incredible amazing genuine beautiful wonderful people in your life that can be teachers and friends and mentors and cheerleaders for you and kind of like a voice of reason and like teach you what healthy relationships should look like before you get into a romantic one. And I think without good high quality friendships, we find ourselves in romantic relationships that aren't that great. I'm a big believer that we cannot do life alone, that we need a community of people that play different roles in our lives and If you don't have a community of people, I have a podcast episode all about finding friends, finding your people. So I'll have that linked in the show notes. I would have to say that one of the most influential and healing parts of my wellness journey was by far my time at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I enrolled in 2020. I was taking a little bit of time off college and it was really just a time in my life where I had so many questions about my body. I originally enrolled because I wanted to know more about nutrition and what food could do for my body, but I graduated with so much more. The program is the broadest and most comprehensive curriculum out there covering seven different categories, physical health, nutrition, mental and emotional health, primary food, spirituality, coaching, and business. And to me, my time at IAN was way more than just a certification. I used the tools I learned in the health coaching training program in my daily life, like how to go into everything with a beginner's mindset active listening skills, and how to put primary foods first. If you know, you know. It's almost like I could embrace coaching as a lifestyle, not just as a job. Graduating from IIN was one of the driving forces behind this podcast. I originally started to talk about food, to talk about health coaching, and it has transformed into so much more. With teachers like Gabby Bernstein, Will Cole, and Melissa Wood, you will learn from the best of the best. The next class starts on July 17th, so don't wait. Grab your spot now. You can use the link in the show notes to try a free sample class, and if you mention my name, Lily Rako, during registration, you will get a very generous enrollment discount. The enrollment team rocks, and they are standing by to answer any and all of your questions, so be sure to click that link in the show notes. I cannot wait to watch you unlock your potential and live a life you love with IIN's health coaching training program. So 
So the third way to embrace your season of singleness is to do the inner work. And this is where it kind of gets tricky because I'm talking like the deep, deep, deep inner work. And this is shit that I, it's hard to talk about this on the podcast because it's going to look different for everyone. Like my journey is probably different than your journey. And the healing journey goes on our whole life. And there are things that we have gone through. There are things that we will go through that contribute to the person that we are today. And when you get into a relationship, you kind of have to, to some degree, share those things and explain who you are as a person. Like try to teach this partner or potential partner who you are as a person so then they can understand you better. And if you don't even know who you are as a person because of the things that have happened to you, how can you explain who you are and then let someone else get you? So it's kind of this chain reaction. So you have to deeply know who you are before you can bring someone else in. There is a book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Body Keeps Score. And it's about trauma on your body and your brain. And it's really interesting. And I'll talk more about it probably in another episode. But one thing that really, really stuck out to me in that book, and I'm only like 50 pages in, so there's so much more to learn, but deeply ingrained in like the patterns of your head and deeply ingrained in your body are the things that have happened to you before. So something that's big for me, we'll just, we'll get really, really vulnerable. Um, Something that's big for me in relationships is relying on other people to affirm who I am. So this is what I wrote down earlier because I'll just, I'll just read it from my phone because it sounds better than me trying to explain it. Um, I have insecurities. We all definitely do. When it's time to be with someone, if the expectation is that they will mend my insecurities, that's going to lead to major issues down the line. So this step in particular is a little more vague because there isn't like a right way to do the inner work. For me, writing has been wildly helpful. I have learned so much about myself within the past six to eight weeks just through writing. But for me, that's always been a way that I've kind of processed things that I've been through and learned about myself. Um, So you have to figure out what ways work for you. Maybe it's going to therapy. Maybe it's um, songwriting. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's through sports or something like that. I don't know what, you know, the healing process looks like for you, but whatever just feels therapeutic, whatever feels like an outlet, do more of that and see if you can kind of add in ways to get to know yourself a little bit better. The inner work is really, really important. I think that that is a, is a key in a relationship when you can tell your insecurities and your doubts and and your fears to go sit in the corner and watch you thrive and I think too because you've invested the time and energy into yourself up front and you know who you are you can invest more time into the both of you down the line you know step number four has been a very important one for me it's kind of in the same vein as like envisioning your best self um I heard this one time, I wish I knew where I heard it, but it's just like coming in for me now. You wouldn't 
get in your car without having a destination in mind. I think the same thing goes with relationships. If you don't have an idea of who your ideal partner might be, you're probably just going to, you know, aimlessly wander and just kind of like be okay with whatever. And for a while, that was me. I was okay with whatever. I've been single for like a year and a half. And when I left that relationship, I feel like this episode's turning into like how to find a perfect partner. But for me, I think embracing singleness is like enjoying being single, but also knowing that like your perfect partner is out there. So I don't really know if this is like the most perfect episode for this, but like this is what I feel like I need to say. It'll stick out to someone. Something will stick for someone. When you don't know where you're going, you're just going to drive aimlessly. Same thing happens in a relationship when you don't have high expectations or I would say like high standards, you're going to settle for literally anything. And for a while, that was me. I was recently single and I was totally okay with whatever was thrown my way. And that did so much damage mentally that one day I woke up and I was like, I don't even know what I want in a guy. Like, what do I want in a guy? And so I made a criteria list. Straight up, like, opened up my notes app and I started to write down things that were non-negotiable. I'll share some with you. Why not? Created April 22nd, 2022. What do twos mean? I think two is like alignment. How weird. Um, in no particular order. Sure, Lil. Sure. Um wants me for me true (laughs) god is important to him that's a good one drinks coffee with me in the morning this is cute um good listener offer solid advice country music bonus points if he drives a truck family is a priority i'm not going to give you guys all my good ones but these are some good ones um easy to travel with that's a good one if you've got like a psycho traveler red flag supports me and isn't intimidated by my goals And then I've got ones that are like oddly specific. So this is the thing about the criteria list, right? When you meet a guy and you're like, oh, you know, um, I don't really like how he did that. Put the opposite on your criteria list. So if you don't like the fact that he does drugs, maybe add like doesn't do drugs on your criteria list, you know, or maybe you like that he does drugs. Maybe add that. I don't know, whatever you're into. So I think all in all, the criteria list should be something that you can come back to. It's like a resource. You can come back to this list when you've met someone and maybe you guys are like starting to talk a little bit. There are some things on your criteria list that are going to be non-negotiables. There are some things on your criteria list that are going to be like, "Mm, you know, I could kind of give this up because he's got this instead or, you know, whatever. Um, But just kind of use it as a resource and know that like you're allowed to have high standards. You're allowed to be picky and you shouldn't settle just because you think that being in a relationship is going to somehow fill a void or fix a problem or make you feel more secure in yourself because it's not. Trust me, I've tried. It never works out. So when you get to a place where you confidently know who you are, you can take yourself on a date. Have you taken yourself on a date? Have you gone out to eat by yourself or do you just like hit up the drive through or like get takeout and come home? I challenge you to go take yourself on a date. Maybe bring a book, maybe bring a journal and maybe it's just a coffee date. Okay. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to take yourself to like Ruth's Chris or something, but like take yourself out on a date and just like hang out with yourself. Be okay with being alone because you're going to learn so much. 
just kind of like enjoy the process of like dating yourself to some degree get to know what you like and what you don't like what are your pet peeves what are your insecurities how do you like your coffee in the morning like the most basic things that you would ask about a partner ask them about yourself when you can fully embrace it with open arms and be like okay i am open to the lessons that the season's going to teach me. I'm open to the friends that the season's going to bring me. I'm open to the jobs, the cities, the memories that I'm going to make during the season. It just makes it that much more fun. Don't subscribe to the idea that you need someone else to complete you because that is a load of bullshit. I love you guys so, so much. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I feel like it kind of turned into a little bit of like how to pick an ideal partner kind of thing. But I think part of your season of singleness should be, you know, envisioning what a perfect partner might look like and kind of realizing, you know what, I'm okay with waiting for, you know, Prince Charming, Mr. Right, call it what you want. I'm okay with waiting for the perfect guy to come along if that means that I get to hang out with myself, get to know myself, enjoy the season of singleness and not to worry like, about a roster of guys or worry about you know getting hurt when you kind of know like what you're searching for it makes the search that much easier I'm not saying that you know when someone comes along and they've like checked every box they're going to be like literally the perfect person for you I'm just saying it's going to make the process like a little bit easier when you kind of know what you're waiting for to some degree um and then I also think too like you you deserve the best of the best Like have high expectations for yourself, have high expectations for the season of singleness, and then have high expectations for your potential partner. So that is going to be it for today's episode. If you guys enjoyed it, please be sure to leave a rate and a review, share with a friend who might need it. I know that we all have single friends, so just like hit the share button, maybe share it on Instagram, text it to someone. Um, send them the link, however, however you see fit. If you guys are listening to this episode on a walk or maybe in your car, or maybe while you're like procrastinating, cleaning your house or something, or maybe while you're actually cleaning your house, um, be sure to snap a picture and post on Instagram. You can tag me at Lily Rayco and at 8020pod. I love seeing when you guys are listening to the show and I always repost you. So definitely go do that on Instagram. Love you guys lots. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.